as we continue to look um, there through Psalm 119. And so I would invite you to stand as we hear the Word of God. Psalm 119, verses 33 through 40. Let us now give our attention to the reading of God's Word. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline mine heart unto thy testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. Establish thy word unto thy servant, who is devoted to thy fear. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. O Lord our God, we do gather this evening to receive instruction from thy word. We ask, O Lord, that thou wouldst open my mouth, that I might proclaim thy word. Open our ears and our hearts that we might receive that word. For we do ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. In life, we need certain trades or skills that will benefit us in our life calling or that which we desire to do. Man sets out to be a chef. He decides to open a restaurant and begin to cook. The question is, will he be successful? What if he has never worked in a restaurant before? Perhaps he's never been to culinary school. Perhaps he's never even baked a pie. Will he be successful in that calling? Well, certainly not. He must have some understanding or knowledge of cooking. He must have some understanding of what is involved working as a chef. Well, when we come to understanding things in a spiritual sense, we must come to understand and have a knowledge of the things of God in order to excel in holiness. If one desires to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, if one desires to excel in that calling of a disciple, he must have some understanding or knowledge of the things of God in order to improve or excel in holiness. Now, as we've made our way through Psalm 119 thus far, we see that Psalm 119 is laid out very well for us to memorize and hide that word in our heart. i take you back to verse 11 of this psalm, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. And so if we want to guard our hearts, if we want to keep from sin, then we hide the word of God in our hearts. And so Psalm 119 is set up very well for us to not only memorize, but for the purpose of committing that word to our hearts. 
We want to commit God's word to memory. We want to hide God's word there. That is the purpose of Psalm 119. Psalm 119 accentuates the benefits of knowing the word of God, of having the benefit and blessing of hiding that word within our hearts. And so in this particular section that we're looking at this evening, there are eight petitions or eight prayers that the psalmist prays to the Lord. And I think this is a beautiful way for us to remember this section. And really, when you look at Psalm 119, (coughs) all of this is a prayer. Thus far, we have seen the psalmist praying, Deal bountifully with thy servant. Verse 17, I am a stranger in the earth. Verse 19, thy testimonies are my delight. All of these things the psalmist prays. And so here we come to that section in uh, He, which is the Hebrew letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And in this section, we come to be reminded again of when we're hiding God's word in our heart, there's things that we need to pray as we think about the application of God's word in our lives. And so I hope that as you are making your way, and there's no timeline on this, it's not something you want to rush through, but you want to work your way through memorizing and thinking upon these things. And so what do we learn in this first petition there in verse 33? where the psalmist says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. The psalmist is praying, Lord, I want to learn the narrow way of obedience. I want to learn that narrow way that is hard to be found and kept. Note here in verse 33 that the psalmist asks, Teach me, the way of thy statutes. That's his prayer. How often do we pray that? Very little, I would suspect, certainly in my own life, there have not been many occasions in which I can say that I have asked the Lord to teach me the way of his statutes. But I think this is noteworthy here, that as the psalmist begins to think through these things and to meditate upon the word of God, he asks that the Lord would teach him the way of his statutes. Now notice there the psalmist uses that phrase, the way of thy statutes. It's a phrase that is used often in Psalm 119. But the way of the statutes is that walk. It is that continual pattern of life. A man or woman cannot follow the Lord God, cannot follow the way of his statutes unless he or she is been given a heart to keep it. And so really the direction of this first petition is, Lord, teach me. Give me a heart that is teachable. Often throughout my own ministry, I've often um, been concerned, even for people who've been in the church most of their life, oftentimes maybe there are those who do not have a teachable heart. But a teachable heart does not come from just simply opening the Bible and knowing the details of Scripture. A teachable heart comes from one who has learned to walk in the way of God's statutes. One who has learned 
to keep those statutes unto the end. And so if one is not walking in the way of God's commands, if one is not learning to keep the commands of God, then they do not have a teachable heart. And so perhaps if you don't have a teachable heart, the remedy for that is to begin to pray, Lord, give me a heart that would learn the way of thy statutes. Give me a heart that I might keep it unto the end. And so the direction of that way of the statutes is to walk that way to the very end. And so that's how long we keep that until the end of that journey. We have seen just a couple of weeks ago here in Psalm 119 that he describes the way of the pilgrim journeying toward that celestial city, journeying through this valley of death, learning the ways of God. And as we think about the heart of the pilgrim, he must be one who is continually asking, teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy commands. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy word that I may keep it unto the end. And so there's a sense in which that learning, that following the commands of God is continually ongoing. We need God to instruct us in His Word. But you know what? The importance of the work of the Spirit comes to mind as well. Because we can sit under the preaching of the Word. We can hear instruction given. But if we got our fingers in our ears, or if we're not listening, how can we learn the way of God's statutes? And so that is the first petition that we can pray. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I will keep it unto the end. So let us ask ourselves tonight, do we have that teachable heart? Do we have that teachable spirit that longs to walk in the way of God's statutes. We turn our attention to verse 34, the second petition here. And the psalmist prays to give him understanding that he may keep thy law. And as we saw in verse 3, and we see here in verse, in verse 33 and here in verse 34, there's the first half of that. Give me understanding, and I will keep thy law. Secondly, yes, I shall observe it with my whole heart. So here is the prayer that we are to pray. There is no wisdom <coughs> except by a knowledge of God's will. And so the psalmist prays for wisdom. He prays that God would give him understanding. If you turn your Bible over to Proverbs chapter 1, and perhaps we will look at the Proverbs at some point. We will eventually come to the end of the Psalter. But as we look there in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 2 through 5, note what Solomon says here. This is the purpose for which these Proverbs are written that we might know wisdom and instruction, that we might perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom 
justice, judgment, and equity. That's in essence what the psalmist is praying. He wants instruction, wisdom, and judgment. Verse 4, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Note what he says there at the end of that section in verse 5. A wise man will hear. What does the scripture say about the fool? He despises what? Wisdom and instruction. But the wise man will hear. And not only will he hear, but he will increase his learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. And so as we consider those words from Proverbs chapter 1, wisdom is that insight, it's that comprehension of the things of God. A fool will not walk in the way of understanding. A fool will walk in his own way. But knowledge must be learned and applied. And so the psalmist here prays for an understanding heart. We can read We can have skills on a certain subject, but we will not keep the law of God without understanding. And I think this is a danger, particularly in our age in Protestant churches, that we can can have a lot of understanding of the Bible and of, of certain Bible facts and information. But if we are not keeping the law of God, if we're not understanding the application of God's law in our lives, then we don't have any understanding of God's word. But we see here in Psalm 119, and many um, commentators would agree on this particular point, but Psalm 119 really points to the wisdom of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ had perfect knowledge. He had perfect understanding. And so when the psalmist talks about giving, being given understanding of keeping the law of God, we have in mind the Lord Jesus Christ who kept the law of God perfectly. You think to that event there at the opening pages of the Gospel of Luke where you find the Lord Jesus as a young man there in the temple. His parents have become frantic looking for him, and they find him where? Sitting among the scholars, sitting among the teachers of Israel. And he was teaching them, for he had perfect understanding and knowledge. Psalm 40 verse 8 says of Christ, I delight to do thy will, O God, for thy law is within my heart. And so it can truly be said of Christ that he delights to do the will of God. He delights to keep his law. And Christ did keep his law. That's why his righteousness is imputed to us because of his perfect obedience. That is imputed unto us. So now we have been given a heart, a new heart and a new desire to know the things of God. 
We've been given knowledge and desire to obey the things of God. But here, as we understand this second petition, we see that knowledge, that the Spirit must give that understanding. The Spirit must apply our hearts unto wisdom. Christ, by His perfect obedience, imputes that righteousness to us because the heart cannot apply itself unto wisdom. If the heart has no understanding of truth, if the heart has no understanding of the commands of God, how can he obey it? And so we need a true heart. That's why the psalmist says here at the end of this petition, the second petition, give me, an under, give me understanding so that I might keep thy law, and not only keep thy law, but observe it with what? My whole heart. What is a whole heart? He's not talking about that entire thing that, cha- that um, beats within your body. He's not talking about that um, thing within you that gives you life. He's talking about, in a spiritual sense, the heart representing the affection and the will. There should be a total obedience unto that. There should be a whole longing for the things of God. And he must continue to give himself to that. And so that whole or entire heart delights to do the will of God, but it must be given understanding. Without understanding, we cannot keep the law of God. And so the psalmist prays, Give me that understanding, that I might keep thy law and observe it with my whole heart. There in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 7, one of the things of which the Apostle Paul writes that young pastor Timothy, one of those things that would come in the latter days of the church age, that men would rise up ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Churches are filled with pastors and teachers who are always learning. They may have more degrees than you and I will ever have, but they're always learning, never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. What a sad commentary in our day. That we're always learning, we're always going to a Bible class or receiving some kind of instruction, and yet never coming to the knowledge of the truth. If you look at the petitions in this section of Psalm 119, the psalmist is praying for understanding. The psalmist is praying that he might understand his duty and that he might do it unto the Lord. There in verse 35, we see the third petition, and that is he learns and prays that, excuse me, that the Lord would make me go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Again, he describes the way or the path of the commandments or the statutes or the testimonies of God. These are all words that are used to speak of the Word of God. And so he says, make me go. How is he made to go? Well, first of all, his heart has to be changed because if he has no desire to go in the path of God's commandments, then his heart has to be changed. But notice he says, make me go, 
for therein do I delight. Here again, we think of those words from the Lord Jesus from Psalm 40 and verse 8. I delight to do thy will, O God. There must be a heart that longs to keep the precepts and the commands of God. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof leads to death. Let us learn to pray that God would give us a heart, that God would give us a desire to go into the path of His commandments. There are many paths in life, but only one leads to life. Choose that path. Do not go in the path that will lead astray. We should pray more diligently that God would lead us in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. Offer a challenge particularly to our young people tonight. Because as you go off to college. As you begin to venture out into this cold cruel world. You will find that there are many challenges. You will find that there are many paths to walk. And some will entice you. Oh let's go over here. Someone else will entice you to go over, over there. There will be many paths that you can walk. But oh, I would plead with you, I would earnestly ask that you would learn the path that leads to the commands of God because those paths that you walk will indeed be gracious, will be good for your soul. And so let us learn to pray more diligently that God would give us hearts that would have understanding that we might learn his statutes. God, by his grace, must give us strength to walk. We cannot walk. We cannot go the way of his commands without that strength, and that strength comes from his grace. And so I trust that as we work through this particular section, we would learn to pray these things. Lord, make me go in the path of thy commands. Turn my eyes away from vanity. Turn me away from my reproach. Here in the fourth petition, in verse 36, the psalmist prays, Incline my heart unto thy testimonies. Here is another word that the psalmist uses. Incline or stretch out. Draw out those thoughts, those affections, those desires that my mind might be illuminated, that God by His Spirit might quicken me, that God by His Spirit might give me life. Obedience to God's laws entirely by grace, because without grace we have no desire to obey the commands of God. Without grace we have no desire to walk in the way of God's testimony. And so I would urge you tonight to begin, as you focus upon this section, to ask God to incline your heart unto his testimonies, to cause your thoughts, to cause your affections, to cause your mind to be filled with the testimonies of God. Because when you have a heart that's inclined to the testimonies of God, 
then your heart will not be inclined to covetousness. Covetousness is always looking for the things of the world that alarm and allure us away from God. But if our hearts are inclined more unto God's testimonies, then we have that remedy to avoid the covetousness of the world. Verse 37, we come to that fifth petition and we got to move through here quickly. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in the way. The proverb reminds us of vanity. The preacher reminds us that all is vanity. It's a chasing after the wind. And vanity are those things that turn our hearts away from God, those deceitful, those empty things. Psalm is, or the uh, proverb says, Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. Flesh is unfaithful. And so we want to not have hearts that are filled with vanity and emptiness and the things of the world, but we want to pray that God would turn our minds away from those things and quicken us, enliven us, revive us, that we might walk in the way. Verse 38, Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Here the psalmist calls himself the servant. The Lord Jesus Christ is a servant. Isaiah the prophet calls him the servant of the Lord. And here he says of the servant, Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Can you say tonight that you are a servant of God? Can you say that you are devoted to the fear of God? Because if you are a servant who is devoted to the Lord God, then you will be devoted to His fear. The Scripture reminds us that the fear of man is a snare. It can entrap us. But the fear of the Lord is a good thing. And so we want to pray that the Lord would establish us or raise us up, that we would indeed be devoted to the fear of the living God. Oh, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ needs to hear that more than ever. Pastors need to hear that. That we are to fear not man, but we are to fear the living God. And that is what the desire of the servant of the Lord is. Verse 39, Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. Can we say tonight that the judgments of the Lord are good? Whatever those judgments may be, they are always good. But he says, Turn away my reproach, which I fear. So the psalmist prays that we might learn that God's judgments are good. And then he concludes here in verse 40, Behold, I have longed for thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. He concludes this section by saying, I have longed for thy precepts. 
I delight in thy precepts. I long to walk in paths of righteousness for thy name's sake. Quicken me. Make me alive in thy righteousness. And here the psalmist reminds us that we must be quickened in the righteousness of God. We must have that entire sanctification of which we saw this morning as one of the benefits of the resurrection of Christ. <coughs> Excuse me. Because in that sanctification, we have a deeper desire, a deeper hunger. We're not talking about reaching some kind of entire sanctification in this life, but we're talking about a sanctification that is complete, a sanctification that presses on, a sanctification that pursues after righteousness. That is what we should strive for. This is what the psalmist concludes with. I've longed for thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. And so one of those days when you begin to start to pray and your mind wanders and your mind is empty, you think, what shall I pray about? Well, you can turn to the first petition of the Lord's Prayer. But you can also turn to Psalm 119, verses 33 through 40, and begin to pray, teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes. I guarantee if you, if you make this your desire to pray through, if you make this desire, your desire to meditate upon, you will find greater diligence and a greater sense of duty in your sanctification. The Lord has not given us His law. He's not given us His word as, as a duty that, that just entraps us or, or makes us feel in, uh, tied down, but God gives us His law to free us. God gives us His law as a delight. And O oh, saint of God, may we learn tonight to delight in the commands of God. May we learn more and more to incline ourselves unto that way of righteousness. May we pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we do give Thee thanks that Thou indeed are the servant of the Lord. That thou hast come in thy perfect obedience to impute unto us that righteousness which we do not have. We do confess, O Lord, that we don't often desire thy laws. We do not desire to walk in the way of thy commandments. And Lord, we would plead with thee tonight that thou wouldst teach us that we might walk in the way of thy statutes. O Lord, we ask that thou wouldst teach us that we might keep it firmly to the end. O incline our hearts unto thy testimonies. Incline our hearts unto thee, that we might be quickened in thy righteousness, that we might long more and more for thy precepts. O Lord, our God, we do plead with thee that thou wouldst apply thy word to our souls this night. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we will sing this section as well. Good way for us to hide that word in our hearts. And so let us stand and sing Psalm 119e, Teach me, O Lord, thy statutes way.